You're listening to the Business in Morocco podcast, the podcast that discusses all things business and all things Morocco. My name is Ryan Mimone, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Kirk, and our goal is to share our knowledge and experiences in order to help you gain wisdom, skills, and habits that can help you succeed in business and in life. You can learn more about us by going to our website, moroccopodcast.com. All right, let's get started with today's episode. It's going to be a lovely day. Here at London Academy in Casablanca, I'm with Dr. Ben McClouf, and he's going to share some of his journey in entrepreneurship, in the corporate world, and his thoughts on education in Morocco and the importance of English, and some tips for you as you begin your career and your life. Yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about your career and the, the steps you took and learning about your, your motivations. So you, you studied and worked in the U.S. You were there for 13 years, but then you moved to the Middle East and you took a job in, in Bahrain? No, um, uh, after uh, studying uh, from bachelor's all the way to uh, PhD in the United States, I worked in the industry for a few years mm-hmm. and uh, I joined Microsoft to be responsible for uh, the channel partners in Northwest Africa based out of Morocco. And after that, I was uh, appointed as the general manager in uh, Algeria, which we started Microsoft Activity in 2001, and uh, later uh, did the same thing, started up Microsoft in Bahrain, Mm -hmm. and uh, lived there for uh, almost four years, and uh, left Microsoft to do some entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, in the real estate and franchising business and even as a soccer school yeah. we brought the franchise of Arsenal Soccer School and uh, in 2011 I had a call back from Microsoft and rejoined Microsoft uh, where I was the general manager of Microsoft in Morocco um, and after that I spent a year, my last year was in uh, Dubai I was uh, responsible worldwide for connectivity solutions, uh, meaning that we want Microsoft want to connect the unconnected world, mm-hmm. and left Microsoft to start a uh, school. Okay. So now I'm uh, running the school and uh, a proud uh, founder of a smart school. That's great. After living in the states for so long, what was it that led you to move back to Morocco, come back to this area? Well, uh, every Moroccan's got a family attachment to his country. Uh, I believe that uh, we have a land of opportunity. It's green. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things to do. We can choose any sector and there's plenty of things to do. So um, I was at the time where I was either going to, because it was like the beginning of my career, either I come back to Morocco or I stay forever in the US. You know, once you start your life in the US and you get your first mortgage and you get your career going, uh, it's very, very difficult to step back. So I I said, okay, I'm gonna try it out, go to Morocco. And I think 
the soft landing with the multinational helped a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, working with Microsoft, which is one of the leaders in the world, uh, it's it's created that semi environment of being a in a American work environment and yeah. being in Morocco. So for me, it was the best of both worlds. Right, right. For a young person that's considering staying in Morocco or studying abroad, what advice would you share? You must have a passage abroad. You must do it. Okay. Besides getting a degree, I believe living abroad gives you an experience and gives you the independence, gives you the autonomy, gives you that self-evaluation uh, that is totally independent of your natural, cultural environments where you grow up in. Mm -hmm. uh, so I say that by being in the U.S., I got two degrees. Obviously, my academic degree and uh, a life degree. Living mm -hmm. abroad is, is, is very important. Okay. And besides the fact that you meet so many nationalities, you meet so many other cultures, it just opens up your mind yeah. to the world. Okay. So you would advise people if you have the opportunity, study, work abroad, gain, yeah. and then you can return and... Correct, correct. At least a passage abroad. I mean, if you cannot afford to study your whole degree abroad, either take a sabbatical or try to get some kind of partnership between your school and other schools and at least pass the year, spend a year mm -hmm. in another country. You will gain so much. Yeah. So you were well established in a corporate career what prompted you to become an entrepreneur? I did it twice. Yeah. I left Microsoft in 2006 and 2017. Yeah. You either have a mindset of entrepreneur or you don't. Even when I uh, worked in Microsoft, uh, having been a business development manager and going to countries and starting up Microsoft from scratch, right. that was entrepreneurship within Microsoft. Yeah. Um, so I always had that strength of starting where no one could start yeah. and developing something from scratch to making it uh, mature. Uh, so I was not afraid both times to jump into the entrepreneurship world. And uh, I strongly believe that I made the right choice because education is uh, not only a business, but it is a cause. Uh, when you transform students, when you take young people and you give them the good preparation in life, yeah. uh, it is more than a business, it's a cause. You started a business in real estate as a football club and then now a school. How do you identify opportunities in, in new industries? There are three criteria that I look in when I uh, choose a, uh, a business or entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. One is the brand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when I chose uh, Century 21 in real estate, it's a worldwide uh, known brand. Right. Uh, Arsenal Soccer School, that's a well-known brand. Yeah. Uh, London Academy, I created the brand. Sounds like a brand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it's, there is what we call the uh, the cap, the Im the virtual capital. Yeah. Okay. So I think it, I got the attention uh, of the uh, people by the brand. That's one. Number two, it has to be a cause. It has to be something that I can promote, hmm. that I can put my name behind, that I can really uh, uh, make it happen, and it can have an impact beyond the business side. 
Okay. So when I look at Century 21 and we brought the franchise business of real estate brokers, it just, I contributed to making such a, an impact on real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the practices we introduce in Morocco have become standards. Really? And uh, so I think that was a, a good uh, impact on, on my country. Yeah. Um, uh, London Academy with the educational parts, it's very impactful on a lot of uh, persons and a lot of students and, and even their families. Yeah. The number three criteria is uh, making good money. I mean, it's right. a, it is something that I consider essential, mm -hmm. that I consider something that every person needs. So, for example, when you talk about real estate, at least once every 20 years of your life, you need to make a transaction in real estate or... Uh, every five years going to rent a place. So it's, it's an essential business. Yeah. This is not something that's on a luxury side. It's, it's a business that's on everyday basis there is demand. Yeah. Uh, same as education. Education is much in demand. I think it's 40% uh, uh, of the budget of a family goes to the education of their wow. kids. Yeah. So when you think about a business, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs and they talk about things that's are not needed. Mm. Uh, it's what I call the difference between a must-have and a nice-to-have. Right. So I always tell them, please think about must-haves. Yeah. Don't think about, oh, it's nice to have. Yeah. And uh, that's where um, a lot of entrepreneurs fail because they tend to invest a lot on something that is not necessary. So you mentioned the cause of education, and I can tell that education is something you're very passionate about. What do you think needs to happen with education here in Morocco and even beyond that, even globally? Well, I can talk a whole day about what <laughs> needs to happen. But uh, what is obvious what needs to happen is we need to transform education mm. uh, since we are in the digital era. Yeah. Every sector has changed because of the digital era, yeah. because of the internet, because of the e-commerce, because of the, the way... The customer's expectations has changed. Except education, we still see the same schools, the same walls, the same books, the same tables, even the same way the tables are set up in the class are the same. And we are at a time where we are not anymore in an, a teacher-centric education. Hmm. We are now at the era where we are at student-centric education. And the teacher is no longer the source of the learning. The source of the learning is coming from different places, from right. the teacher, from the internet, from the museums, from the travel that some of these students, uh, when they travel, so from the parents, so from the TV. So all these are sources yeah. of education. There's no monopoly where you're only getting the education once you step into the classroom yeah. and the teacher is the only one who can deliver such a class. Yeah. As a matter of fact, now teachers are scared of technology. Hmm. They're like, no, leave it at home. Don't bring technology to school because as fast as he can present something, a student will pull as a research, will do research on on a search engine and get him the answer. Yeah. So that's, it's, you know, he's it's competing, it's a threat. And yeah. he doesn't understand, and the kids grew up using the internet and 
The other challenge that I see that the education is facing, the students from the time he leaves school till he comes back, he's constantly connected yeah. with the phone, with the tablet. And while he's in school, he's not connected. And he finds that very boring. So he'll focus no longer than 10 minutes in a class. And then after that, his, his head is off somewhere else. So this is something that's uh, very challenging for the education. And I believe a transformation is necessary for education. Mm -hmm. it's, that's, that connection is interactive. I push a button, I get something. Mm -hmm. I want to watch a video, I watch it. Mm -hmm. During the seven or eight hours he spends in school, there's no connection. And he gets bored. And as soon as he sits in a class, after a maximum 10 minutes, he cannot concentrate anymore. And that's a problem. Yeah. Now, many parents tell me, you know, technology, uh, it's a problem, my kid is addicted. And I say, my answer is, yes, he's addicted to gaming. He's addicted to games. He's addicted to consuming technology. Mm -hmm. The school should actually teach students how to produce technology, hmm. how to code, yeah. how to do research, how to develop maybe videos, how to do uh, work with uh, virtual reality, yeah. such as 3D modeling. There's so many things we can learn using technology that will be beneficial yeah. to that student once he graduates and wants to work. So the problem isn't the technology, it's just being passive and consuming. Yeah. Whereas if you can be active and creative, that's going to benefit you for the future. Exactly. A lot of uh, our audience have already finished high school. What, any comments about whether or not it's useful to study in a university? Or there's some new schools emerging around Morocco like that teach practical skills such as coding, programming. And they do it in a very short time and with a small budget. Mm -hmm. How would you make that choice if you were 18, 19 years old? You just uh, reminded me, uh, I was at uh, L'Ecole Mohammadiyya des Ingenieurs in Rabat and I was a uh, judge in an entrepreneurship competition. Mm -hmm. And one of the students asked me, he, he said, uh, when I graduate, should I do a startup or entrepreneurship or should I look for a job? And I asked him, I said, uh, um, when do you think you want to retire? And he told me I want to retire at the age of 35, which is the, the dream of a lot of young okay. yeah. uh, persons now to be financially independent at the age of 35. And I told him I don't know any job that will guarantee you that you will be retiring by the age of 35. So the, that only leaves entrepreneurship. And I told him that entrepreneurship does not start, should not start when you graduate with an engineering right. degree. It should start even before high school. Mm -hmm. You should. Think about something you're passionate about mm -hmm. and think how you can monetize it and make it a business. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship. Are you looking for books in English in Morocco? Well, search no more. www.englishbooks.ma is a new Moroccan online bookstore specializing in English books. Order from a huge selection of more than 100,000 titles that can be delivered all over Morocco. The website features an express delivery section, which offers titles guaranteed to arrive at your door in three days or less. Many of the books we have recommended on this podcast are available, so check out englishbooks.ma and start shopping and reading. Now back to the show. 
the other side of your question is, should I study for five-year degree or should I get enough information in a short period of time which will allow me to to do something with it that is independent and right. uh, I can find easy uh, employments. Uh, and this is one of the impacts of the, digit, of the digital world. Mm -hmm. You don't need to study five years to become a computer engineer or computer scientist. You can actually reduce it in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. You can learn any language of coding in a matter of three months. So the other side of your question, whether to go for a four or five year degree or get a short period of time training and certification. Yeah, just very practical Very skills. practical, that is much needed. And today you can get a certification out of studying for two days. And there is much more demand for these practical trainings that will yield employment much easier than coming with a academic degree where everything is theoretical. Uh, my first job when I left the university was thanks to a, a software that I learned at the university. It wasn't so much about my degree, it was my practical know-how that got me my first job. Okay. My second job in the US, the same, same, same thing. And that's what got me you know, the attention of the employer because the employer looks at you as someone who can bring something additional to the company. Right. No employer wants to employ someone just to start teaching him how to do his job. A lot of employers avoid that. So if you have a practical know-how and you have a certification that goes with it, it's much more valuable to the employer than a degree that shows that you're an engineer. But in fact, you still need to learn some tools that are actual tools that you can use in your job. Yeah, the world's changed so quickly. There's a lot of degrees that are somewhat irrelevant. You can get the, the degree, yeah. but it doesn't mean a whole lot in the real world. Yeah. What would you say about the role of English? So English is definitely a minority language here in Morocco, but globally it's very prominent. And so what are your thoughts on that? I speak Arabic, I speak French, and I speak English. Mm -hmm. uh, I love my Arabic language and I love my French language. However, English today is more than a language. English is a communication language the whole world use to communicate. Mm -hmm. And if we as Moroccans, we just discount ourselves from English, then we are discounting ourselves to be in sync with the whole world. I know there is a lot of discussion about French and Arabic and English. I say to the, all the Moroccans, at the minimum, you need to learn science, math, technology, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, finance, marketing, you need to learn it in English. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, you're not going to go far. If you want to buy anything around the world, the first, uh, the, ref the first reflex is you're going to go to the internet. You're going to search in the internet in Arabic or French, you're not going to find much. You must do it in English. As a matter of fact, 80% of the content of the internet is in English. And you add all the languages, all together, they don't represent even 20%. 
of the internet uh, yeah. contents. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's a must. Yeah. And the 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 younger you start learning learning English, the better. Fortunately for us, that we have the internet. I met some young students who learn by themselves English just on YouTube. So for me, this is a miracle. Yeah. No teacher, definitely on a passive uh, platform, they're learning English. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage every student to learn English. Without it, your career is very limited. And if you want to, even if you're in a job, your promotion in the job is very limited. Uh, if you want to jump into entrepreneurship, uh, it's going to be very limited if you just close yourself on the Arabic and French. And even the French, yeah. the, their universities are starting to teach in English. Yeah. <laughs> their courses are in English. Yeah. So why follow the French if they're already going to English? Right. We might as well start right now from the primary level for the kids to learn English, especially math, science, technology, finance, accounting, economy, internet, whatever, mm -hmm. English is a must. Yeah, Morocco has a lot to, to gain from the world in English, but also to share with the world. That's true. I, I mean, mean, if you're uh, living in a rural area and uh, you export carpets or you want to sell carpets, yeah. imagine what you can do if you can put your products on some of the largest uh, search engines. Right. That's unfortunately, you cannot do that if you're only contain yourself to one or two languages. Yeah, exactly. If you want access to billions of customers, language is that, that True. platform. Uh, you have on your LinkedIn profile, social entrepreneur, and I've seen London Academy doing, doing different charity work. Could you talk about that a little bit? As I said, on my criteria of uh, doing a business, uh, the, the, the passion parts or the social parts are important. Uh, within the school, we do have uh, citizenship pro projects mm -hmm. and uh, our students and uh, our faculty are keen in sharing what we have and what we know and what we can do yeah. with other organizations, other associations. So uh, we've been active with the help of parents of companies and associations to reach out to the needy mm -hmm. and share learning, share education, share books, uh, setting up libraries in uh, rural areas or uh, distributing covers to areas that are very cold right. uh, definitely has an impact. Uh, one of the students who went through this experience because they actually spent three days in a, in a rural area and she told me she found herself surrounded by a lot of happy kids, happier than than the uh, than you know what we live in the city. Yeah. And I told her why. She said, like, first of all, they feel secure where they are, uh -huh. and they play in the in nature. Yeah. Which was great. So such experiences, there is a given and taking takeaways. Yeah. Um, we partnered with a, a school that's a public school, and we shared with them. We donated some equipment. And I would like to share all our know-how in robotics with public schools. So that's something that I'm working on. Okay. We have a blended learning platform. I would love to see how that can impact education in Morocco 
So I'm discussing it with the Ministry of Education okay. and see how we can have such an impact. But there's a lot of giving and taking. It's not only giving. Right. There's also taking yeah. that we get when we are in the social world. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. If London Academy has expertise and resources yeah. that they can share and pass on to the, the public school, the country as a whole benefits and the students benefit on both sides. Definitely. Yeah, that's Definitely. wonderful. As I mentioned, my, my audience is in that 18 to 24 age group. Do you have any advice for them as they're at the beginning of their education or launching their career? Any advice you would pass on? I think we covered uh, a few things in the, the discussion, but uh, my first advice is English. Mm -hmm. It will open up a lot of opportunities for you. My second advice is technology. Uh, definitely use technology, learn technology. 80% uh, of the future jobs include technology uh, in, in whatever you do. 44% of the existing jobs will disappear between 2030 and 2040. So you better be ready with new skills. Mm. Don't prepare yourself for the 80s job. Prepare yourself for the 21st century's jobs. Uh, travel abroad, live abroad. Discover other cultures, very important. It will just make you better. It will open your mind. It will give you ideas. It will give you a reach throughout the world. Number four, think about entrepreneurship before you think about employment. And the younger you are, the more risk you can take. You don't have a lot of responsibility. You don't have kids. You don't have a monthly income that you need to, uh, to spend. So you might as well uh, start with entrepreneurship. So these are my advice for uh, young Moroccans and uh, young people all over the world to, to focus on. And I hope that they will be very successful. Thank you, Thank you so much for your time. Thanks Thank for you. sharing your wisdom and your experience and uh, the lessons we can learn from you. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time. Day.